Welcome to Punta Vista, episode 182. I'm Andrew, and I'm here with my co-hosts at a COVID-safe orgy. Uh, most of the people around me are wearing face shields and full-body PPE with a convenient hole cut out of the crotch. Strutting around with a VB, though, naked as the day she was born and interrogating strangers about the passenger capacity of a fully loaded Airbus A380, it's Lucy. Yeah, How's look, a- I'm, I'm not really sure what this orgy is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is what you do at one. I'm enjoying myself. You just, you got to find the guy with the right answer, you know? That's right. That's what I came here for in my crutchless PPE. <laughs> that's what <laughs> everyone a- at an orgy is looking for. The one right person. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. Of course, standing near me, uh, you know, I'm standing by the buffet, uh, coughing directly into the room temperature crab dip. And near me is my friend. Uh, he's wearing a captain's hat and a plush robe, which he is refusing to remove despite the pleading of several men and women. <laughs> it's Ben, and Ben seems a little uncomfortable, uh, emanating from his robe are the clanking sounds of metal and a series of beeps. How's it going, Ben? It's nothing to worry about. It's none of your business. Sometimes you go to an orgy and you keep your robe on. That's fine. Any reason you no, won't take it off when there's no, a beeping coming well, from I mean, down there? I mean, things beep. Things beep all the time. I don't... Hmm. I'm not asking you about what you've got going on, so I just let me stand here. I was going to have some of that uh, prawn cocktail that you got over there, but I just saw you sneeze onto it, so I'm probably not going to do that. You don't want to just pop that robe off? No. No, no, no. If anything, I might go put a second robe on. I'm just feeling <laughs> robes right now. I'm very into robes. Why is there food at this orgy? Are there food at orgies? You need a you need a good buffet at an orgy. Everyone's got to keep their energy up, you know? Ugh. You need uh, low GI foods or high <laughs> GI foods. I don't really know anything about. A mix of the two. You really need a well-rounded orgy diet. A lot of water. You've got to stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the traditional like cooler full of Gatorade. Yeah. What flavor are we going with? Uh, orange ice, which oh, wouldn't have been my God, choice, personally. No. Interesting. The orange no. flavor of the 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 raids, the Gatorades and the Powerades, uh, is by far the worst. That's Awful. where you're wrong. Gold Rush, Powerade Gold Rush is the ultimate drink. Oh. That's the dumbest fucking shit I've ever heard in my life. and never <laughs> say that again on this Go podcast. Go out and buy one. Go out and buy some Gold Rush. <laughs> oh, hideous. I like a nice uh, purple Gatorade oh, or Powerade. Nice. Interesting choice. You're both like, making the choices of a child. These are children's <laughs> choices. All right. Lay, lay, the, lay the big grown-up Gatorade flavor on us. Well, a real grown-up, sick of this sugary nonsense you guys are getting, uh, gets the lemon-lime flavor. Ugh. It's so refreshing. It's nature's mm. refreshment. You don't find purple drinks in nature. You do find lemons in nature. That's so true. I'm it's basically a health food. I'm here yeah. for blue. I want blue flavor. Oh, the blue is pretty good, actually. I, mm. Yeah, I, I endorse the blue. There's something to be said on this. That's <laughs> alone. <laughs> There's something to be said for, uh, like, specifically, you know, those I'm doing air quotes sports drinks, uh, the ones that claim to return the electrolytes to your body. Mm. There's something kind of nice about the way that they just go, fuck it. Whatever colours. Any colours <laughs> are fine. Tastes like something. Drink yeah, it. Yeah, not even like a specific thing. That Like the flavour is called like Arctic Wolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but what does it taste like? It's Arctic Wolf. Just get it. It doesn't matter. And they're, and they're brave enough to just have it sitting there in clear bottles. So you can see ahead of time what you are going to be ingesting. 
Um, mm. Unlike, you know, say, say the cowards and Mountain Dew, who have made... The They're trying most... to hide what colour yeah. the drink is, for sure. Yeah. yeah, they've made the most radioactive-looking drink on the planet. And then they're mm. like, well, what if we just put it in an opaque green bottle? And then you, you don't know the true nature of the Mountain Dew until it's too late. <laughs> the yeah, true so nature true. of the Mountain Dew. <laughs> it's like if you decant Red Bull into a glass. Oh, and you're good. like, oh, that's an unhealthy person's piss. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Red, Red Bull really looks like what your piss will look like if you drink nothing but Red Bull. So, it makes sense. Circle of life. You know? <laughs> yep, that's what the circle of life is. Yeah. You sure you don't want to pop that robe off? Nope. Because the problem is, if, if you are found to be MVP of the orgy, which has happened to you many times... That's true. Um, we are going to give you the traditional, you know, dunking of the Gatorade. We are going to pour that cooler full of Gatorade over you. And it's going to fuck up your robe and your captain's hat. Honestly, I think being doused in water might work in my favour at this point. Hmm. Um, Why? It might short circuit my cellmate. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, did you just get a text message? <laughs> no, that beeping is unrelated. <laughs> <laughs> so, to learn a little more about uh, Ben's cellmate, clamped firmly around his penis, uh, one might need to go back to episode 170 of this podcast, Rage and Cajun, uh, in which we talked about an internet-connected chastity cage. Called Cellmate. Which, I don't know, did we decide at the time it was meant to be like a cutesy pun of soulmate? Except I... it's also like a prison term for your dick? Yeah, I'm not really sure that they nailed that one. No. No, there's nothing, con- there's no positive connotation of cellmate to me. Other than like, my cellmate has not stabbed me yet. Yes. <laughs> you know? Maybe you made Great a guy. lifelong friendship. Yeah. With a cellmate. Who knows? And then he locks your dick in a cage. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, this was a, an internet-connected chastity cage. The idea being that uh, somebody, you know, your your mistress or your dom or whatever, could remotely uh, activate and deactivate your dick cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess for the people who are into that kind of thing, it's so that, like... Uh, I don't know, you can go to the office and once every four hours, someone can remotely say, I'm I'm taking it off for five minutes so that you can do a piss and then you have to put it back on, you naughty boy. I assume this one has a, like, a pee. It's got a piss hole. You can piss this one while has you're a wearing piss it. Hole, oh, right? yes. what's, what's the point then? I mean, it's to stop you from fucking not from pissing. Yeah. The piss mate is a completely guys, different device. Guys never worn a chastity cage before. <laughs> no. Chastity but for piss. <laughs> oh, I bet you want to piss so bad. <laughs> yes. I do. This I has do. been on me for 36 hours. I'm in yes. excruciating pain. <laughs> it's all backing up into my kidneys. I'm dying. Uh, so, one of the things, that, one of the reasons that this was of interest to us was that it was raised as like a potential security vulnerability mm-hmm. that your your dick in its cage could be hacked. Uh, and that was a tantalizing prospect to us. And in fantastic news, in the first <laughs> month of 2021, it has already happened. It's a great day. I remember I woke up and I opened Twitter. I looked at my mentions and I was like, ah, the dick cage. <laughs> it's happened. <laughs> it has returned to us. <laughs> In this story from Vice, 
your cock is mine now. <laughs> Hacker locks internet connected chastity cage demands ransom. <laughs> what would you be willing to pay to get that bad boy out of there, you know? This is just a, a little Easter egg for any listeners of the show who are fans of the band Title Fight. You can very easily <laughs> sing uh, Your Cock is Mine Now to the tune of their song Your Pain is Mine Now, and I've been doing it in my head for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Loved it. <clears throat> Listen to Title Fight. Mm. So this is from the article. A hacker took control of people's internet-connected chastity cages and demanded a ransom be paid in Bitcoin, of course, <laughs> to unlock it. Your cock is mine now, <laughs> the hacker told one of the victims. According to a screenshot of the conversation obtained by a security researcher that goes by the name Smelly. Awesome. Smelly is the founder of VX Underground, a website that collects malware samples. Nothing like smelly talking about dick cages. Yeah. Great stuff. Would you like to come over and check out my collection of malware samples? <laughs> well, smelly. I <laughs> have to pass on that one. In October of last year, security researchers found that the manufacturer of an Internet of Things chastity cage, a sex toy that users put around their penis uh, to prevent erections, that is used in the BDSM community and can be unlocked remotely, had left an API exposed, giving malicious hackers a chance to take control of the devices. And that's exactly what happened, according to a security researcher who obtained screenshots of conversations between the hacker and several victims, according to victims interviewed by a motherboard. A victim who asked to be identified only as Robert said he had received a message from a hacker demanding a payment of 0.02 Bitcoin, uh, around $750, to unlock the device. He realized his cage was definitely, quote, locked, and he could, quote, not gain access to it. Fortunately, I didn't have this locked on myself when this happened, Robert oh, said in an online chat. Oh, Very lucky. Or so you just like sitting in your room and you just hear something just slam shut <laughs> in a drawer somewhere? Huh, that's weird. Just the, uh, just like the old school prison door slamming sample, you know? <laughs> Well, yeah, that's kind of, that's got to be a bummer if you're the hacker. And you, you you didn't, like, get someone whose dick was in it at the time? Yeah, you you slam their dick shut, think, you're thinking you're doing that, and then you send them a message and they go, oh, my dick wasn't in it at the time. Joke's on you, fool. My dick was free. <laughs> free. Like saying, I have locked your garage and you cannot use your car until you... And they're like, the car's outside. I'm at the shops. Yeah. You fool. <laughs> car's on the street. It's fine. I can get into the garage through the house. Use all my stuff. Everything's fine. I wasn't the owner of the cage anymore, so I didn't have full control over the cage at any given moment. Another victim, who goes by the name RJ, told Motherboard in an online chat. RJ said he got a message from the hacker who said they had control of the cage and wanted a payment to unlock it. These hacks show once again that just because you can connect something to the internet, it doesn't mean you have to. Especially if you then don't take care of securing the device or its connection. Chuai, the China-based manufacturer of the device, which is aptly called Cellmate, did not respond to a request for comment. <laughs> Maybe they shouldn't have done all those reports about the fact that this could be vulnerable to internet hackers. If I was a hacker and I read that, I'd be like, damn, I'm going to open my computer and log into the mainframe right now. 
<laughs> yeah. And then what? And then then hack these hack these penises. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would type in penis cage hack start. Yes, that's what I would do. And that's most of the work done right there. I wonder, I wonder what is actually involved in finding out and hacking. Wouldn't have a hacking clue. Hacking the dick API. <laughs> Glamorous work. It's probably just like the movie Black Hat. Sure. In which Chris Hemsworth is a big, buff, sexy hacker. Or like the movie Swordfish. Yes. Oh, in which Hugh Jackman is a big, buff, sexy hacker. Who gets sucked off while doing a difficult programming challenge. <laughs> sure does. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> It's probably maybe the fourth time on this podcast we have mentioned the movie Swordfish and the part where he gets sucked off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Back when John Travolta was making good movies? No. 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 (laughs) My goodness, that man has had some career arcs. I was watching a little video about uh, The Fanatic, the movie that he was in. Fred Durst's movie? The Fred Durst directed movie in which <coughs> in which there is a scene where Devon Sawa playing uh, against type as a big movie star uh, is telling his son about the band Limp Biscuit. Oh no! He's like, "Yeah, you ever listen to Limp Biscuit?" And then he turns up the radio and he's like, "Yeah." Which song? Hot back in the day. It sounded like something too new. Mm. I wonder if the newer stuff is on a on a less controlling label, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's got a you know nearly seventy year old John Travolta in a very bad mullet wig, uh, wearing a backpack the whole time and pretending to be I don't know, uh, highly autistic. Yeah, I think the suggestion is definitely that he's autistic in a very um, Fred Durst directed this movie kind of way. Yeah, it's never good when the depiction in a movie is just kind of a grab bag of symptoms of different things. Uh, that's that's never going to work out well. And how how long before that did Swordfish come out? <laughs> like 20 years? Yeah. How long ago that. did Swordfish come out? Early 2000s. God damn. Like really early 2000s. Time. Time moving too fast. 2001. And now we're living in the wild future where Hugh Jackman's character could lock your dick cage from afar. Mm-hmm. He could while getting sucked off. <laughs> With the, irony to him. <laughs> the irony. The <laughs> irony. <laughs> getting sucked off while he prevents you from getting sucked off, you know? <laughs> Clank. Oh. <laughs> Alex Lomas, a security researcher at Pentest Partners who audited the cellmate device, confirmed that some users have received the extortion messages and said this highlights the need for better security practices. That's so true. I mean, maybe I wouldn't be as worried about, like, my Google Home Mini that I asked to put timers on as compared to, say, something that I have bolted onto my cock. You should be worried about that thing. I don't trust it. Either way, um... And then the other the other day, uh, Elner and I were in the lounge room, and then it just came on in the kitchen and started reading us out like a series of uh, locations for like nightclubs. <laughs> okay. We went all right. Sure. Quote: Almost every company and product is going to have some kind of vulnerability in its lifetime. Maybe not as bad as this one, but something. <laughs> Loma said in an online chat, It's important that all companies have a way for researchers to contact them and that they keep in touch with them. 
As usual, be careful what devices you trust your data with, or in this case, your genitals. <laughs> oh, Thank it's you, nice. They're having a little fun with it. Yeah. They're crazy. They're so sassy, that publication founded by an alt-right white supremacist. They Ooh. go to war zones and they do ecstasy. <laughs> Pretty cool. Cool stuff. Hmm. I feel like every article I have ever read about the internal culture advice. It's very bad. <laughs> makes it sound like the worst place on the planet. Uh, so, Ben, I understand uh, in your in your quest to unlock your own penis. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you've been, you know, scouring, scouring websites, trying to find some additional information. What do you come up with? Yeah. So, I thought I'd sort of see what the community thought about... Um, the, the cellmate and of course by the community i mean the chastity community mm-hmm. uh so i went to the place where you find out this sort of thing i went to reddit and i went to the subreddit r slash chui cellmate mm-hmm. uh here's a post from user gay chastity i believe short for gay chastity <laughs> what's your experience does it work is it secure have you tried to escape is it comfortable did you try cages like holy trainer and how does it compare? Thanks in advance, considering investing in this oh, cage. Oh, one at a time, mate. One That's at a, a time. a lot of questions. Uh, here is a response from user CamGuy2050. You reckon that's someone who aspires to be a cam guy? In, in 2050? Like 30 years. <laughs> sure. Just really working towards it. Uh, he says, I have been wearing mine for four days. First day I wore it, I had not shaved and the hairs were pinching. So when my timer ran out, I shaved and then put it back on. So much better, no pinching, but I keep the keep the ring lubed up with silicon lube as I have rubber gear I like to wear and Vaseline would destroy the rubber. Hmm. So far, so good. From Digi421, I find it to be extremely uncomfortable due to the very thin metal ring. The shape of the ring is good, but it's just too thin. Putting the cage on almost inevitably leads to pinch skin around the shaft due to the odd angle at which the cage has to be put into the ring. No, thank you. In terms of security, this is probably one of the most secure I have ever seen. Well, not against hackers. Uh, <laughs> I cannot wear this for an entire day because of the pain caused by the thin ring. Is this you, like a, my dick is too big for the chastity cage kind of thing? No, I think this is genuinely a design problem because a lot of people complain about this. Where does, um, where does the ring go? What am I... Uh, I mean, if you Google cellmate, you'll see a lot of pictures of all okay. sides. But also, if you Google cellmate, you can start to see there's like an inner ring sort of thing at the base there. I see. Uh, user Geoggy says it's a quite nice chastity device and build quality, except for the little lock pin screw coming loose. For me, it is a little bit too... Oh. For me, it has a bit too little room for the skin between the ring and the cage. So we'd gladly have seen some sets of larger rings also have included for better fit. Skin got all swollen up now, so I had to take it off. None of this sounds like something if I were to have a penis. I would mm-hmm. not like to have this near my penis, personally. It doesn't sound fun. doesn't sound that erotically charged uh, no. to me. Like, apart from looking very uncomfortable, just having a big plastic thing bolted onto you. I mean, I'm looking at the holy trainer uh, tagline, half angel, half demon. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm looking at the Holy Trainer, and I've I've put a picture in the chat for you guys, and it's um it's at least like much more penis shaped, you know. Whereas the cellmate, oh god, why did you fucking post that photo? God Sorry. damn it! 
Sorry, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta see it. You gotta yep. check it out. All right. Uh, oh, whereas the no. the cellmate, <laughs> no, the cellmate you. looks like um. Just for the record, Andrew's posted one of the five thousand pictures of the cellmate, uh, which has someone using it, which is really sort of stretches out and spreads the balls within the sack. And also, he's posted that in our podcast chat. Theo is currently with family at the moment, <laughs> like his extended family, and I hope to God he just pulls out his phone and opens this. Because, All of uh, the pictures, and, and a little warning. preview images. No, it doesn't. little warning uh, to listeners of the show. If you do Google cellmate chastity and then hit the old images tab, you will immediately see uh, a bunch of gross dicks sandwiched into this thing. So if you're not really on that tip, uh, don't Google that. But basically, like, this looks a lot more like something that they would kind of bolt onto the front of Robocop to make him feel like he still has a dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very square, very angular, uh, really, really not working with any of the curves or shapes of the human body here. It's not penis shaped, certainly. No, and and all of the pictures of people using it, it really does look like it is absolutely clamping your balls in there like a giant bulldog clip. Very so un- very unpleasant. An, an official podcast endorsement of the Holy Trainer, that is the mm. chastity device of the show. <laughs> hey, you meant to get your ball through there. It's wild. Uh, we will get into that in a little bit, actually. Um, okay. So I've got, I've got some other stuff here. Uh... Here are some other posts on that same subreddit. This one from Quagly. Can't unlock? Anyone else having a problem unlocking? I have no key master, no timers running, or pending to be accepted on the timer management screen. But when I try to unlock, I get unlocking permission had been took back. What it's worth, I completed my first referendum a little while ago, but that time I completed successfully, and I should be free now? (laughs) Oh, this is very upsetting. Imagine mm-hmm. having your dick locked in there and being like, hmm, I'll go to Reddit, see what I can find out. Hey, guys. <laughs> well, especially if, like, uh, so So I think the the general principle here, right, is that you put this thing on and you are then able to assign control of the device to other people. And they can do that remotely. They can do that in the same room as you, whatever. Um and, like, that's one thing, to have enough trust in another person to, to be able to do that. But also, if you were just like, no, no, I don't know anybody who's doing this with me. I just put this thing on myself and set a little timer. And then the timer finished, and my dick is still just locked into this little clamp. And there seems to be no way to unlock it. That would be a pretty panic-inducing 20 minutes, mm. I think. Before you learned to just live with this thing (laughs) for the rest of your life. In the comments of this guy's post, the can't unlock post, like seven hours later, someone is like, did you resolve this? And the guy's like, no. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) So it lasted like a fair while. Oh, God. I got another post here from user Tom007434. Balls hurt a lot when I get stiff, sad face. That does give you a sad face, I agree. <laughs> Efforting with the cage is great, and I'm fine when soft. When I start to get hard, my balls really hurt, and not in a pleasurable way. It's very uncomfortable. I've tried both rings and lube, but they still hurt a lot when I get hard, and it makes the cage pretty much unusable for me. Please help. 
No good. Uh, it's no not seeming here. good. <laughs> right, what do they want here? Okay, the thing is meant to hurt when you get a boner, and you're complaining that the thing hurts too much. <laughs> Bunch of whinges on here. <laughs> Uh, there's a post here from user no substance eight three three five. Ultimate goal? Hey everyone, what is your ultimate goal? I want to work up to being locked up for six months at a time with only one day break in between. It's a lot, but with some work, I think I'll get there. So they want the the dick locked, the the cage locked under their dick for basically the entire year, but with a one day break in the middle. To what end? I'm. I'm not going to kink shame. I'm just, I'm confused by using Do this in a, in a not BDSM manner. Like, these guys are doing it to themselves. Well, that's because they can't find anyone to do it to them. That, that, that's the, the, the fucking subreddit is just full of people being like, hey, love to have a mistress. But I think there's a sort of asymmetrical demand for mm. guys that really get off on a woman locking their dick away. Versus women who really get off on locking strangers' dick away. I think all men should have one of these for six months at a time. And then Imagine the, the that other world. six months is just like open season. Mm, maybe this one day at a time break. I think that's that's perfect. Uh, I'm so still meaning to get around to finding out how much a vasectomy costs, but how much is one of these things? Yeah, who needs a vasectomy? Just lock yeah. them all in a cage. Just, <laughs> that doesn't... Okay. <laughs> Put that bad boy away. You know? Might be throwing out baby with the bathwater there a little bit. <laughs> no, we've already um, got the babies. The, baby the babies is so your ability to fuck. Is what I'm oh. sort of saying here. The bathwater uh, is the baby. The bathwater is <laughs> the bathwater is semen. <laughs> uh, so someone uh, in the comments uh, sort of objected to this guy's claimed goal with this quite succinct point that I think is quite good. Uh, I think you need to do every week uh, cleaning and shaving. Like you need to take it off so you can clean your penis. Yeah. Um, can I can I say that that I am absolutely reading that in a German accent? I think you need to do every week cleaning and shaving. It's <laughs> <laughs> very matter of fact. Absolutely, Germans German to English syntax there. Uh, user designer opening three four nine has a critique <laughs> here. Uh, too easy to masturbate. What? Even if you can't get your balls out, you can still pull out and masturbate. Doesn't that de- defeat the point of the device? Oh, you're not how? working with the spirit of the thing. You're not. How? Yeah. Well, I'm you, can need... slide, you can slide your dick out sideways. So it's just sort of a loop that goes over the top and the bottom and the end. You can sort of just prod your, your penis out rightwards or leftwards, depending but... on your personal preference. Well, Can you get an erection? I'm very confused. I think you see we're, yeah. we're getting we're getting deep into the logistics here, but I think the idea is that if you start to get an erection, if you become aroused, then it will be like too too firm to remove from the device. Whereas I think that this guy is kind of violating the spirit of the device by pulling like by like. By like slithering his completely oh. flaccid penis out of there. <laughs> Damn it. And then very graphic. Off. Well, he's yeah. anticipating a future boner. <laughs> They'd be like, wait a second. I'm having a vision. I'm about to get hard. It's time to slip my penis out of my chastity cage. Gonna <laughs> just like a little little shaved weasel. No. Get out of here. Little naked mole rat. Oh. I I I I feel like these devices, um, especially for somebody who's just using it by themselves, it kind of makes me think it's 
much more akin to the nofap kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of nofap from these comments. Nofap vibes. Yeah. 2021. Um, so, so yeah, I think if you're saying, hey, it's too easy to get my dick out of here. You're not participating with it in the spirit in which it's intended. That's right. Uh, user Jason1812020 says, I've given up used the cellmate, gone back to normal chastity. Uh, which is both the <laughs> heading of his post and also the entire text of it. But then in the replies, he just added, also, I've lost all my friends and contacts. What? Okay. So this could mean two things. Could mean anything. Well, I mean, I feel like he's either saying the app erased all of his friends and contacts in there, or this has completely alienated him from anyone he's ever known. (laughs) I prefer that interpretation. The cellmate ruined my life. (laughs) I think all of these guys from this Reddit need to get in contact with... um, the women in that New York Times article who it was saying like, you know, uh, if, if you don't like have a big social media following or whatever, it's it's hard to make enough money from OnlyFans to subsidize your bills and stuff. Uh, we just need to get these two groups of people together. Mm. Uh, so oh, these guys sure. can, can pay those ladies to lock and unlock their dick cages remotely. And the ladies can get paid for... I don't know, sending a text message and hitting a button on an app once every four hours, you know? That's actually not that bad, really. I mean, if that sounds I, great. even if they're not doing it actively, right, they just set a bunch of timers, but you know that there's a woman doing it and you're paying them like, let's say, five bucks a month, the cost of a Patreon subscription <laughs> to this podcast. Those add up. Mm. Those I think add I might up be leaving quickly. the podcast, fellas. <laughs> I think there's I mean, a new career in my future. <laughs> you can do both. How time-consuming do you think it's going to be to be like That's true. send a text message once a month being like, hi, Stephen, just letting you know your dick will be locked from 5 a.m. until 8 p.m. Hi, Stephen, your cock is mine now. <laughs> your cock is mine now. I have one final post here. Uh, this is from user Chazra by choice, which I believe I have copied and pasted this, so this is definitely what their username is. But I think they made a typo when entering it because I think it's meant to be chased by choice. And R is yeah. certainly right next to the T. Uh, the heading reads: "Easily unlock a cellmate." I had to repair my cage since the screw mounts broke. While I had it apart, I figured out an easy way to unlock the device. All you need is a thin piece of metal to slide in above the lock pin and rotate it towards the front of the cage, and it will disengage the lock pin. So he's found it's quite easy to get out of it. Uh, And (laughs) I just really, really, really enjoy this reply. Uh, The first reply on the post from user Sparky1971. I did not want to know this. Yep. You have ruined (laughs) my cellmate. So good. I like that. Uh, to me, it sort of suggests that this person cannot trust their own nature enough that they're like, well, now you've put the information for how to unlock it into my brain. I will use it. Well, like, kind of ruins the vibe of the whole thing. There are two wolves inside every man. One wolf who wants to keep the dick cage on and one wolf who now understands you can use a thin piece of metal to slide in above the lock pin and rotate it towards the front of the cage and it will disengage the lock pin. Mm. I feel like when, when we first talked about this, we were sort of looking at a thing that was like, you can you can still manually get the thing off even if uh, even if somebody takes control of it or whatever. 
Like that, that you exactly can jam what a screwdriver into here. it and lever it off, which is the official <clears throat> advice Chuai was giving people. <laughs> Every time I get asked. I I feel like this this has given me more respect for the NoFap community. They're really, really committed to it. Well, and also, you know, you're doing you're doing that off willpower alone. And uh you do it for yourself. Willpower you know? and your cellmate device, sure. Not just for some PVC clad uh dominatrix. Mm-hmm. That is what all dominatrixes wear is the PVC outfit. All hours of the day. All d- all day long. I'm going to bed. Time to put on my PVC pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> my, like Ebenezer Scrooge style. PVC <laughs> nightgown and sleep cap. <laughs> uh, rolling over in bed at night and waking yourself up with the noise. Creaking. <laughs> God, it looks so uncomfortable. It really does. I know. Like, that's... That is definitely one of those things for all the for all the kinks and stuff that I understand. PVC is one I don't get. Me either. Not for me. Not for me. Yeah, definitely me for Theo. While yeah. he's not here, Theo is <laughs> yeah. definitely a PVC guy for sure. He does not have kinks. The like, <laughs> the challenge of getting rid of his anxiety enough to even have regular style sex is enough. Let alone <laughs> considering anything else around that. Too much work. Wow. Uh, domineering, controlling women who determine your every move and ability to have sex. Are we talking about uh, crazy, crazy sex fetishists or pregnant women in South Korea? Yep. Uh-huh. We, we were talking about sex fetishists. Yeah. 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 This was a story that... Okay. Um, you know how some... Of the things that we talk about on here are simultaneously very bad, but also make me laugh a lot. This is one of them. So, apologies in advance, but also, haha. Uh, this is from The Guardian. I sent this to Lucy earlier in the week, and I believe that it entertained her <laughs> a great deal. I did not enjoy this one. <laughs> uh, so, this is this is from The Guardian, and... It is about uh, anger over the City of Seoul's advice to pregnant women. <clears throat> the Seoul City government has sparked anger for offering advice to pregnant women that includes ensuring that their husbands have clean clothes and enough to eat while they are in hospital giving birth. The guidelines posted on a government-run website included tips for expectant South Korean mothers at different stages of their pregnancy. In the early stages, for example, it suggested that they avoid putting off housework as it would help them maintain a healthy weight. It added, quote, Hang the clothes you wore before you were pregnant in a place where they are easy to see, as that will motivate you to keep your weight under control. Oh my god. <laughs> and go back to the same weight you were before you gave birth. If you are tempted to overeat or skip exercise, take a look at the clothes. Good lord. <laughs> so, so angry. Bad. It's so bad. Just when you well, think it can't actually get any worse, it's it does. Oh, it gets so much worse than this. Um, as they near their due date, women should clear their fridge of items that are about to go off and prepare three to four meals, such as curry and soup, that their husbands, quote, who are unaccustomed to cooking, can simply heat up while they are fending for themselves. Oh my god! <laughs> Poor guys. Poor, poor men. The poor they, fellas. They just Fucking need help. help. They need help warming up their soup while their wife gets a free holiday in hospital, you know? They must also make sure that they leave enough changes of clothes for three days to a week 
for their husband and children, it said, adding, quote, and buy a hairband so that you don't look dishevelled after having the baby. You messy bitch. You bitch, you look like shit. (laughs) Why do you look so sweaty right now after pushing those twins out of the inside of your body? God, put a little makeup on, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. I love that this also just implies that men are just cavemen, just absolutely the dumbest pieces of shit alive. Just like a pet dog, he will die if you leave him alone in the house for a week. If you don't feed him, he will just die. (laughs) God. The guidelines were published online by the city government's Pregnancy and Childbirth Information Centre, which opened in 2019. All right. Mm -hmm. So So that was 30, 35 years ago? Yeah, sometime in the... 2019 was in the 50s. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like this is pretty rough, even by 50s standards. <laughs> uh, the guidelines, oh my goodness, uh, were overseen by the Korean Society of Obstetrics and Gynecology. The guidelines were recently removed in response to online criticism. South Korea's Yonhap News Agency said, quote, Do they still think married women are their husband's housekeepers? One social media user asked. Another said, it's hard to even breathe towards the end of a pregnancy, and they're expecting us to prepare underwear and food for our husbands? Preparing underwear is a funny combination of words to me. I know what they mean, (laughs) but it it makes it sound like you're taking some underwear that exists and then doing, I don't know, some other steps to it. You're putting it on a platter. Wife. (laughs) Putting a garnish on it. Prepare my underwears. (laughs) I intend to leave the house today. (laughs) Going into the underwear saddlery, saddling up the underwear. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, the city government said it had copied the advice from a website run by the health ministry, which had removed it before the recent furor. Can't um, say the- anything anymore, can you? Oh, it's like just trying to help <laughs> these birds out. And they get mad at you for it, you know? It's cancel culture. This led me down a bit of a rabbit hole of bad Korean government advice. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> So, uh, this advice had been published about a year after uh, a bunch of advice made everybody very mad after it being given to teens. This is also from The Guardian. Uh, Finding the perfect life partner can be difficult, but South Korean students are taught from an early age that the ideal method for attracting a spouse is really quite simple. Quote, Women have to work on their appearance. And men have to work on improving their financial capabilities, say (laughs) the government guidelines for high school pupils. Fellas, you've got to be hustling. Got to get Hustle your SoundCloud raps out day. there. Mm-hmm. You've got uh, to spend less time at the club, more time at the bank. You know what I'm saying? That is so true. When dating begins, the guidelines carry a warning. Quote, for men who spend a lot of money on dates, it is natural he would want to be compensated for the money spent. In what way? Might a man need to be compensated for the money that he spent on a date? Oh, well, they explain in the following sentence. uh, In such cases, unwanted date rape can occur. (laughs) It says that. It says that in the advice to teenage students. Okay. Oh, yeah. Which which really seems like the government saying to uh, teenage girls, Hey... You better, you know, you better 
make it worth its while. We wouldn't want anything bad to happen, would we? Oh my goodness, this bit is of, really bad. Bit of standover tactics from the government here. Uh, the guidelines developed by the Education Ministry at a cost of 600 million won, which is around 420,000 pounds, which is about how many Australian dollars, Ben? Eight million. Uh, 500 million, about that, I think. So they spent money on this very in-depth research where they apparently just went and like, asked the worst man alive what he thought about women. Yeah. Bro. Bro, what's up with chicks, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then they just wrote down what he said after that. Uh, the texts were criticised for reinforcing gender stereotypes, ignoring reality and being, quote, blatantly sexist. Despite the backlash, the ministry initially stood its ground, simply removing the material from the website and out of public view. Uh, while the education ministry declined to provide a copy, the Guardian was able to review the guidelines in their full. Following continuing outcry, the government pledged to review the guidelines in March. However, the current guidelines are still in use and there is no timeline for updated material. Uh, this is according to Cho Myung-hyun, head of the ministry's student health policy department. And he said, hey, changes to the material can't happen overnight. Quote, revamping the guidelines isn't simple. Because it requires an entire process, like researchers exchanging opinions, he said. Research. Bro, researchers. <laughs> well, there's, there's, something, there's something that does not work about the sentence, researchers exchanging opinions. Is it research or are you writing down their opinions? Yep. Researching by going on Twitter and asking a guy that listens to Joe Rogan what he <laughs> thinks women should do when they're pregnant and... Yeah, that's research. He said, it's difficult to say whether the ones we came up with in 2015 were problematic. Who could say? You know? <laughs> Who could say? <laughs> For example, you guys who all seem very mad don't like the guidelines and me, the person who wrote them, thinks they're fine. I'm going to assume there's not a lot of women in the um, government departments that wrote these guidelines. Yeah. I'm go out on a limb. <laughs> Uh, they are pretty unfortunate. Uh, Kim Sung-A, a high school teacher and vocal critic of sex education as practiced in South Korea, said, quote, They set out the narrative of students' lives, that they are born, meet a man or woman they love, and they get married, have babies, and raise kids. Assuming everyone should live this way does not reflect reality and ignores people's diverse lifestyles. End quote. Starting in elementary school, students are required to sit for 15 hours of sex education a year. In middle school, they are taught that they should never be alone with someone of the opposite sex. In high school, the guidelines explain, quote, females sexually respond to one specific male, whereas males can have sexual intercourse extensively with women that they are only sexually attracted to. Jesus Christ. As South Korea grapples with an epidemic of public harassment, women are also told that if they are sexually harassed on public transportation, they should, quote, step on the perpetrator's foot as if by mistake. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, this is very upsetting. Also, I mean, some of this isn't far from what people think as well. So, you know. Yeah, but you can't just write it down. Yeah, they're just saying the quiet part out loud on the government website. So, uh, Yeah, so basically this is enough of a problem there that uh, parents are sending their kids to like private classes outside of public school. 
specifically in order to like be deprogrammed of the sex education they are receiving in school. Uh, and teachers have also started holding outside discussion groups uh, that cover everything from sexual harassment to menstruation to LGBT issues. Uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of a bummer. <laughs> it's a real bummer. It's <laughs> very upsetting. I wonder why they have a problem with harassment and stuff. Hmm. It's really good stuff to be teaching teenage boys. Love it. Big fan. Hard to, hard to see a link between the things, but... <laughs> Oh, between, uh, yeah, the, the epidemic of, like, voyeuristic filming, uh, upskirts, toilet seat cameras, all that kind of thing, uh, and also teaching all men from the youngest age possible uh, that they can do whatever they want and that women should uh, shut up. Don't know how one of those things might lead to the other. Who knows? Who can say? It's been a while since I've had something so infuriating about women on this podcast so um, it's a good one real throwback (laughs) uh teachers are not hopeful that the revised guidelines will tackle the problems they see every day uh quote the education ministry itself lacks sexual sensitivity uh yim yi rang a high school english teacher said i don't have high expectations because the same people who came up with the current guidelines are also working on the new ones awesome yeah, I'm sure they're going to be so much better. I would love to revisit this if they um, change their guidelines. Might, might even say that, you know, women can take a week off when they first have a baby. My goodness. Hi, everybody. It's me. It's Theo. Now, I guarantee you I'm more afraid of recording this promo than you are of listening to it, so hear me out. If you haven't already, maybe check out our Patreon. It's a great way to support the show, and it gives us the ability to actually dedicate time to this thing. You'll get all of our bonus episodes, that's over 300 extra episodes in total, and we'll set up a feed over there with none of these promos, so you won't have to hear this ever again. You'll also get access to our Discord, uh, which honestly has turned into a a nice and funny place full of mostly normal people to hang out with. So that's patreon.com slash buntavista. Check it out. Well, at least there's no sexism in Australia. Yeah, that's right. Um, we're fine. <laughs> everything's we fine over here. Yeah, everything's fine. Uh, we don't have an entire section of the media class that freaks out at the concept of even discussing sexuality in a school. Uh, who likes to portray all sex education as some kind of uh, gay pedophilic grooming exercise. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. Pretty cool. So we don't have to worry about that. No, we're and good. we can just move on to normal Australian stuff. Uh, like? Normal Australian politics. Like what, Ben? Oh, well, uh, let's check in on our dear friend, Chef Peter Evans. Peter Evans. Friend uh, of the show. Australia's le- most leathery man, uh, who has just been uh, going on a fucking... I don't know, ten years ago he's saying, I oh, put some crystals near your balls at night and you'll feel stronger or whatever and now he's posting nazi shit uh but of course there was only really he got he got booted off facebook he got booted off some other stuff spotify i think his podcast was kicked off he really still on instagram he is still on instagram Instagram. if you're interested i did a big episode on this with our friends at QAnon anonymous it's very fun can hear the history of pete evans if we haven't discussed it enough on here which i'm sure that we have (laughs) 
We have not, because we're about to talk about it even more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, this isn't history. This is history in the making. This is you know? newstery. Does that scan? <laughs> so there's no. only, you know, when you're getting silenced, when your platform's getting taken away from you for the simple crime of being insane, uh, <laughs> there's only one avenue left you, and that is, of course, to go into politics. Oh, I knew it. <laughs> So as, uh, Pete Evans has done a little, he's done a little post to Instagram as he is wont to do. Uh, that post reads as thus: "The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing." Stay tuned for an announcement next week. Prayer hands emoji, rainbow emoji, love heart emoji. This motherfucker loves telling people to stay tuned for something. So this this post was accompanied by an image because this is Instagram. And that image is of the worst political party logo that I have ever seen. Uh, it is the logo of the Great Australian Party. The Gap, <laughs> as we call it. Uh, Google that one, because it is incredibly ugly. Uh, the logo has real, um, real like, life be in it. Uh, kind of 1970s mm. Australia energy. Yeah, it really looks sure. like shit. Uh, that's not even... Maybe it is the worst thing about the party. It's hard to say. They haven't done anything because uh, they can't because they've never been elected anywhere. But this is the party of uh, podcast favorite. Hasn't had a mention in a little while. Rod Cullison. Now, Roddy. For, for those of you unfamiliar with Rod Cullison, I think I, I'd maybe do a, just a quick quick recap of his career here. So he was a man who in the 2016 federal election... Um, ran and was elected as a senator for One Nation uh, for the state of Western Australia. Uh, Everything was going swimmingly for him until rumours started to come out about uh, him having a sort of a personal fallout with Pauline Hanson. This culminated in possibly my favourite political interview. I don't know if it counts as an interview. It was more (laughs) they just stopped him while he was trying to get breakfast. There was just a video of him... In Parliament House, getting a cup of tea. <laughs> it's uh, so funny. While someone, a reporter comes up to him and is like, uh, we've heard that there's trouble in the party, that you're having a falling out with Pauline Hanson. And he's like, he just like looks at the camera and says, no, no, everything's fine. And then proceeds to knock over like 30 <laughs> mugs on the table. And <laughs> trying to catch him. So many mugs. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Uh, so he got kicked out of the party or he quit. One Nation after just a lot of interpersonal arguments with Pauline Hanson. So he sat as an independent instead uh, for about a month because after that he was kicked out. He was kicked out because uh, he was embroiled in a lot of court cases over very, very, very large unpaid debts. Like there were... I think four or five of them, and all of the debts are in the numbers of like a couple hundred thousand dollars. And one of his debtors successfully got federal court to declare him bankrupt, which under 60, Section 44 of the Australian Constitution makes you ineligible to sit. So he got kicked out for that reason. On the very same day that uh, Stephen Parry, then the president of the Senate, uh, made the advice that he was no longer a senator the High Court, in a different court case, ruled that he was ineligible to have been voted in in the first place (laughs) uh, because of a different part of Section 44 of the Australian Constitution, which is that if you have a conviction that has a jail sentence of more than two years, 
uh, you're ineligible to sit. So at the time, he had one of those. It was a larceny charge because uh, in Guyra, New South Wales, a tow truck driver came to a property of Culleton's to repossess a truck that he had. Culleton got into an altercation with the man, then took the keys out of the tow truck and threw them away. Uh, the keys were valued at $7.50, but he still managed to get the last new charge for it. Uh, he was convicted of it, even though he didn't rock up to the court case. Uh, the reason he didn't rock up to the court case for it was because he was at a different court hearing in Western Australia for a different larceny charge. I'm going to read the Wikipedia summary of what happened there. Just a busy boy. Go on uh, a little Rod Cullerton trip. I'm enjoying this. He, he's just the most baffling man. <laughs> he's just uh, this bizarre man. The allegations are that receivers had attended the property of Mr. Dixon near Cubbling, Western Australia, with the ANZ Bank alleging that he had defaulted on a loan. While the receivers are inside the farmhouse talking to Mr. Dixon, the hire car was blocked in by hay bales. The car, the car was subsequently moved, and it is alleged that Cullerton tried to obtain a key. When the case was heard, Cullerton was representing himself, shouted at the magistrate, and threw his glasses at her. They hit a table. Ooh. A police officer removed him from the court, but he apologised to the court and was allowed to return to cross-examine witnesses. Uh, so that... I don't think he's been convicted of that last knee charge yet. And also his previous last knee charge uh, was overturned, but because it was still valid at the time that he was elected, it made him ineligible to have been elected in the first place. So despite the fact that there were two reasons why he could not have been a senator, he refused to accept uh, that he had been removed as a senator. And there really, were all these setting, reports- Setting the Trump blueprint here. Yeah, he basically just did though, like, well, what are you going to do? Stop me? That's just your opinion. <laughs> for a while, a bunch of Australian political journalists for like months afterwards be like, well, Rod Cullerton's still here walking around the halls, even though he's not a senator and he doesn't have an office anymore. Uh, and like up to a year later, he kept claiming that uh, he was still a senator. He called himself a senator in exile, which is so good. <laughs> very yeah, dramatic. And, like, all of his legal arguments, uh, it's all um, sovereign citizenship. It's all stuff being like, well, uh, the Australian Constitution isn't valid because there's a typo, blah, blah, blah. The only valid flag of Australia is the Navy flag. Like, all this dumb fucking shit where you're like, none of this is real. Uh, he tried to, well, he kept saying he was going to appeal his getting kicked out to the like petty court of the UK or whatever <laughs> and despite the fact that it doesn't have any bearing here it's a very strange man anyway in 2019 the great australian party ran two candidates in each of new south wales queensland south australia victoria and western australia and they didn't win shit but maybe their Pete fortunes evans, will though. change with yeah. Pete evans definitely that's a man that people respect uh, listen to it's just like possibly the funniest party he could have joined. <laughs> it really is. Like maybe the fucking whatever Dick Smith's party was called. That might have been equally as funny. I knew this would happen. I knew he would run for politics and it was going to be one of those stupid made up one nation, one nation adjacent parties and he's done it. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, also, I forgot to say that uh, Rod Carlton's seat was, uh, he was replaced by his brother-in-law. <laughs> Uh, and apparently I don't think they were on speaking terms after that. It's quite funny. 
politically cucked. Love it. See ya. That's not the only thing that's happening in Pete Evans' life as well. Uh, There's another post on his Instagram here. Uh, It was a picture of some sort of hinterlands-looking area with a logo of six interlocked rings with the words Evolve Sanctuary written underneath it. The caption says that Nick and I are honoured to announce our wellness and cooking retreat. Evolve Sanctuary will be opening in March. We'll be hosting very special weekend events in the beautiful elevated rainforest hinterland area of northern New South Wales. A heads up, no phone service. Oh, this is a cult. (laughs) Yeah. That's it, right? Like he's going to midsummer a a bunch of fucking people. Yeah, absolutely. No phones. Trick a bunch of backpackers into putting on bear costumes and climbing into a funeral pyre. (laughs) Well he might do it. Yep. Imagine how much he's gonna fucking charge for that shit. Like, if he's there personally, this is going to be, like, $15,000 for, like, a two-day two retreat where he, like, teaches you how to sun your butthole. And I don't need help with that. No, I know what to do. I point my butthole skywards. Yeah. You can feel, like, when the sun's on it, it starts getting warmer. Easy. I know a guy who does that um, sunning his testicles thing. You know a guy that does the sunning just, his testicles I know a thing. guy. I know a guy. I've got a guy, if you need uh-huh. that. Uh and he's he's huge about the purported benefits of it. He's always posting about it, posting sort of vague photos of not his balls, thank fuck, but it's just like his bare legs in the backyard with the implication being that he is sunning his balls to increase his testosterone production. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Just feeling good, feeling normal. I'm looking know. at Pete's Instagram and I'm just, I'm, I'm not happy. <laughs> Why have I done this? Why is he on here? He's got... A picture with uh, Rod Sterling from The Twilight Zone, which has made me very angry. And it says, Imagine, if you will, a media so corrupt that they believe their own fake news. No. (laughs) (laughs) I won't imagine anything you tell me to imagine. He's just so cooked, isn't he? He's very cooked. Beyond repair. Very upsetting. I love that there's always like a little rainbow and a love heart at the end of all of his posts. Yeah, yeah. It's um I know we've said it before, but his his stuff all follows like a very, very deliberate format, which is along the lines of like walking right up to the edge of making some kind of statement and then just pulling away and going, Hey, interesting to think about. Mm. Much to consider. Got to consider these many questions. It's like, well, you've been considering the one thing over and over for a long time now. It kind of just seems like that's what you're into. And I'm sure that a large part of that is for the very reason that, like, um, you know, when he, when he had his whole... Whoops, I accidentally posted a Stormfront meme on my Facebook page uh, so that he can just have some what he thinks of as some extent of, like, plausible deniability. I was talking uh, with my dad about this over Christmas, where Pete Evans specifically, and uh, dad is very much of the mind that Pete Evans is just, you know, 100% a grifter, and that he knows what he's doing with all of this stuff, that it's all just any publicity is good publicity kind of thing. Um... I guess, like, obviously some of it has not been good for him in the sense that he has lost a whole bunch of sponsorships and 
you know, a whole bunch of corporate deals and been kicked off some of the bigger platforms and that sort of stuff. I'm sure that wasn't particularly his extent, but but I definitely think that like, yeah, I, I guess that's the, the question that we're all asking ourselves about Pete Evans specifically all the time is, does he actually believe any of this shit? What, what do we think, folks? I don't think he has thoughts. I think there is just a little rat running around inside of his brain. <laughs> so it's like ratatouille, but the rat is internal? Yes, it's internal ratatouille. That is what is going on with Pete Evans. I don't think he exists. I think he is barely alive. I Yeah, I don't think he is a... Uh, he's not a grifter in the sense that he is intentionally trying to mislead people by thinking up stuff that he thinks gullible people will believe. I think he is a grifter, but it's just his own beliefs, which are wrong. Does that make sense? Like, I think he yes. genuinely believes the shit that he says. Yes, absolutely. Uh, he, he just is not smart. I don't know, because, like, I, I kind of think... Um... I mean, it's it's obviously something that has been working for him with very few repercussions for a long time up until several months ago, which is to maintain these kind of dual careers as having one public face, which is smiling leathery man on My Kitchen Rules. <laughs> the Leatherman. Um, yeah, you know, and he never he never says anything in that in that show about like, oh, I would love to eat these eggs after sunning my anus and perineum for 15 minutes <laughs> on a Saturday morning. That would make me feel top notch. He doesn't really do any any psycho shit on there. Whether or not they edit all of that out or whatever. But, <laughs> but like, you know, he, in that he just has the sort of uh, dead-eyed, endless smile of somebody who is, you know very consciously like an influencer type. And then outside of that, he's been able to cultivate this entire sort of alternative following of people on things like Instagram and Facebook, where as we know, you can just run absolutely hog wild with information that requires no grounding in reality or anything like that. And I think in that alternative profile, it serves him like the, the conspiracy type stuff that he does all of his, like, his QAnon type stuff, his um, COVID vaccine isn't real type stuff, all of that kind of thing. I think that that stuff just ties into his his alternative media personality and and brand, which is questioning the accepted you know, what he thinks of as like the accepted mainstream media view of the world, because by saying question everything that is fed to you as legitimate, it allows you to sell things like a $15,000 biocharger mm -hmm. lamp, you know, that like as long as, as long as you just completely stick to that idea of anything that a normal GP or a doctor in a hospital or a public health department tells you is probably some questionable bullshit and all prescription medication is poison and all that kind of stuff. If you stick with all that sort of thing, then it, it's all a very consistent ideological flavor for the bullshit that he does actually get endorsements for and try to sell and is exactly what he will be talking about at this retreat. 
Yep. To the women that are joining his cult. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess I guess it feels to me like he he was conscious enough for a long time to be able to kind of keep those two profiles if not separate as kind of distinct from each other in a way. He had a right. more acceptable public face on things like TV. And then if you went to his Facebook page or his Instagram and you went, "Yeah. Yeah, this this all this all sits right with me, a resident of Byron Bay. <laughs> uh, then, you know, you could get on board with it. But also, you could watch him on TV every week and not know about any of that weird shit he was saying on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah, even back well, when it was just, you know, paleo type shit. But, yeah, here we are. Activating your almonds and posting Nazi memes, you know? I, I feel like he, he went... He, he sort of... Um, stuck with it for like just a bit too long if he had of like ratcheted it all down a few months ago then he would have like kind of missed everything going even more pear-shaped and off the deep end with trump he should have logged off yeah and everyone should and all of the QAnon predictions failing to come true yeah as well you know he would have just kind of skated by all of that but instead he is where he is now and I in, can't wait it, until we all have to get the COVID vaccine and how much further he's going to go off the deep end. Oh, that's not going to be good. <laughs> Don't worry, though. He won't have phone reception where he is, sealing people into barrels. That's right. <laughs> burying them on farmland. <laughs> Making his wives fight each other. Uh, giving a handful of activated almonds to the winner of the death match. Yeah. <laughs> we should you will go need on this, this retreat. for your strength. If everyone donates, we will go on the Pete Evans retreat. <laughs> oh, my that's God. That's a lie. I'm not, I think that's going to be a real, real Jonestown situation there. And I mean, I'm I, good. we could just not drink the, the cordial. Like, you would just say, oh, thanks, and then just sort of tip it out on the ground. Yeah, yeah. you say, mmm, okay. yum. That's my favorite kind of cordial. What's oh, yum, raspberry. And everyone would be like, wasn't raspberry flavored? <laughs> <laughs> um. Although there, there was something I saw pointed out by friend of the show, uh, Cam Wilson, who has been covering the Pete Evans beat extensively for a while now. Um, and, you know, the, the sort of extensive misinformation that gets peddled in Australian media by people like Pete Evans and via Sky News and stuff like that. And there was something he he said the other day which was that like his one his one regret in covering uh Pete Evans stories was posting a story about him saying that he was going to delete his Facebook page remember when he was like that's it i'm getting out of here mm-hmm. going to deactivate for a while think about things you know um which of course he didn't do because he was saying if there's one thing that you can establish from watching Pete Evans for a while, it's that most of the shit that he says, he doesn't actually do any of it. He says, ooh, big announcement coming soon, like this Rod mm. Colton thing. And then time just goes by and nothing happens. Uh, he loves... Uh, it's probably why he identifies with the QAnon stuff so closely. Because so much of the QAnon stuff is saying... Mm, something's going to happen. Get ready. Get ready for January 20th. On January 21st. Oh, I didn't specify a year. Uh, yeah, the dates that just come and go. It's all about the... It's all about the tantalizing, mysterious allusions to something to come. 
So I wouldn't be shocked if either... Uh, well, I won't be shocked if, if we never hear anything from him about the Great Australia Party ever again. Uh, I also wouldn't be shocked if the announcement was like, I had lunch with Rod Culleton. <laughs> I made him a nice lunch. The idea of Senator Pete Evans. It would just be a very Australia thing to happen, though. Oh, yeah, it would. Um, but yeah, so that might not happen. I can definitely see the weird retreat stuff happening more because it's something where he can just put a post on, you know, Parlor or Instagram or wherever he's still allowed to post saying, come to my stupid retreat where there's no phone reception for a weekend or a week or something. And the only people who are going to go to that are Rubes with deep pockets who would believe anything that he said anyway. I would love to know what kind of people they are. I would love to just meet a Pete Evans fan. If you're one, please write into the show. (laughs) If you're just like, hey, I agree with you guys on everything except for Pete Evans. Yeah, everything that guy says. I agree with you about no fap versus the chastity cage community. (laughs) I draw the line at criticizing Pete Evans. That's right. Yes, you can write into mailbag at buntavista.com. And I think that's all we have time for this week. Thank you for listening. Uh, head on over to shop.buntavista.com if you would like to support the show and grab yourself like a little shirt, maybe a some coffee mug. Nice looking merch in there. Really, really love what you've done with the place. Well, there's, get this, there's regular sized coffee mugs and there's big coffee mugs in case you don't want anyone to talk to you until you've had your coffee. And I don't. Hmm. Wait, so you're saying you don't want anyone to talk to you until you've had your coffee, so you want a bigger mug so it's a longer amount of time until people are allowed to talk to you? Well, it's kind of a a twofold effect, (laughs) which is that you get a bit more time before you are forced to talk to some of the people. Uh, And also in that period of time, you are getting even more coffee, thus bolstering you for the conversation that's about to happen. Imagine working in an office. (laughs) <laughs> yeah couldn't be imagine. me <laughs> I can imagine it I hope I never have to go back I hope so too for your sake <laughs> it's so good it's so good instead of at lunchtime instead of like uh, microwaving leftovers in the office microwave I just like walk out into the sunshine in the yard and say hello to the chickens you know you start barbecuing something at three in the morning so that by the mm-hmm. time you have lunch, it's ready yeah. for lunch. <laughs> start preparing your regular seven-course dinner. Look, it's usually only one course. Come on. The man can cook, folks. I like cooking. It's good and fun. he's handsome. What a catch. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, specifically my complimentary co-hosts. Now it's time to stop recording and get back into this orgy. <laughs> Ben, now that we've established how to push out the locking pin, uh, we can get you back in the game. Yeah, I'm just going to ask one of the strangers at this orgy to jam a screwdriver near my penis. Yeah, I'll hold the cage so you can get a good wind-up. Just <laughs> windmilling my arm in preparation, building up speed. Hands covered in lube. Oh, God. <laughs> what could go wrong? Oh, sorry about this podcast, everyone. I'll never apologize. See you next week, everybody. Bye. Bye.